Talking about faith can be very difficult. So if you want some facts, some stone cold facts to be able to talk about faith with people who may not believe like you do, this episode of the 10th day of Christmas, all of the prophecies that Jesus fulfilled, this is the one here for you. This is the Anything But Quiet Time podcast. Hey, we're your home for Christmas on KSBJ, but with the podcast, it's anything but quiet. Yeah, it's never quiet. So, you know, Hold not on. a creature with stirring isn't really true here for us. Could we try it Do just for a second? That was weird. Oh, I, I didn't like that. that. I didn't like that. Much, I didn't like that. Much. Okay, so just with the 12 days of Christmas, we've been starting with, uh, you know, some sort of Christmas song. We do something on the KSBJ Morning Show called Musical Moment. Would you like to explain what that is, Rochelle? Musical Moment. It doesn't have to be a lyric. It doesn't even have to be your favorite you know, like, oh, that's my favorite verse. No, I'm talking about just like that snippet for me, Slay Ride, Amy Grant at the very end. Hurry up, you guys! Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know why, but I like that part. Th- this part in For King and Country's Little Drummer Boy, you'll hear the O's in the background. He'll start doing it here. Okay, here you go. Let's see. that gets yeah. me every time. I yeah. don't know what it is about that, but I'm like, I that I, I want to listen to that over and over. Beautiful. They just recently did that too, didn't they? They performed that on the CMA. This is kind of funny. On the CMA Country Christmas. And I think they got invited because they did that song with, uh, their Parton. song with Dolly Parton. Yeah. There's nothing necessarily country oh, there's nothing. about For King and Country except for their last part of their name. Yeah. So I don't know how they got invited to this thing, but they killed it. And people that became the biggest Christian music download uh, after that performance on that national TV show. Well, see, country music is one of those platforms. You know, Danny Gokey, after being an American Idol, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this, but Randy Travis told him, listen, you can proclaim your faith in country music. That's right. That's right. No problems there. And so Danny was like, well, maybe, maybe that's the platform God has for me. And since then he has moved into just contemporary Christian music, mm-hmm. period. Uh, and glad to have him aboard. But if he feels like doing a little barbecuing, a little mudding, <laughs> he can come on back. So, and these guys, yeah, for, they're originally from Australia, but they are certainly open to crossing those kinds of cultural boundaries, if yeah, you will. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And so awesome. we would love for you to check out, we've been talking about the 30-day challenge too, check out KSBJ for 30 straight days, see what you mm-hmm. think. Uh, but we are into the, uh, it's less than 30, it's 12 days of Christmas, day number 10. Should we review from the beginning? That's a really good idea. We've walked through the story of Jesus' birth, so day number one is, is it, is it we'll throw you off to start from the bottom, should no, we start I from think, nine? I think one is fine. Okay, all right. I would rather do that. In fact, I think it would be worse the other way okay, around. Okay, all right. Uh, a child born to pay our penalty. That's Jesus. Two trusting parents. Uh, Mary and Joseph. Three seeking wise men. Which it may or may not have been three, but you'll have to listen to episode three for right. that. Yeah. For taxing purposes. Yeah, yeah. Five joy-filled letters. More about Jesus, his reason for being here, his name, and what he did. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. What was six again? Six oh, was six the angel visits. Angel visits. Yeah. And then seven days of traveling. Yeah. Oh, long trip. Eight days, then obey. And then nine. Nine fruit of the Spirit. And that was a great conversation with that. And today mm-hmm. is one that we've kind of teased throughout all nine episodes. Because you can't wait. I love it. If you, This is a great conversation to, if you're a facts person, when you're talking about your faith, and mm-hmm. it's and it's not just, because I think it's, it's important to, what your testimony, your story, what God has done for you. Mm-hmm. But if you want to talk about history and facts, this is a great place to go with this discussion today. I've had a lot of those conversations. I don't know if you did. Uh, in college specifically, 
over a lot of IHOP or Village Inn type meals because uh-huh, uh-huh. uh, that's usually, all right, it's after school hours. We've done our studying. Let's go get pancakes, yeah. eat carbs and talk about what do you believe in? Uh-huh. And I would always, you know, share my faith. I didn't always have all the information. I always felt like I was the one who was being grilled. Okay. Okay. Um, at the Village Inn, ironically. But my friends who did not believe in Jesus, you know, they would bring up these questions and it would have been great had I gone out and done what Lee Strobel did. Now, Lee Strobel went out with the intentions of trying to prove the gospel wrong. Right. That, that, that Jesus never died and rose from the dead. He was like, if I can prove that, that he didn't rise from the dead, then I can prove, I can put a hole right through all of this faith he didn't, thing. He didn't prove it. And he no. is now an awesome believer. <laughs> the Case for Christ movie is on Netflix right. and his book is out too, yeah. But for me, I've always been one of those um, free spirit type persons you know, my my major in college is rather a useless major. It's theater. Well, somehow God used it to get me to where I'm at. It's That's not, true. I go yeah. into a bit place of business. Why should we hire you? Well, I can act. <laughs> well, you may be a lawyer, but you still have to get a degree. Go. Do you have a spotlight in this floral <laughs> shop? I can run that spotlight when a customer walks in. But that's what I love to do. That's what I thought where God was taking me with my life. And he's used dramatics in other ways through radio even. But uh, it's interesting that that is how I, I feel like in my faith, I'm able to just freely receive it, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So when somebody else who comes along, who's more of an analytical mind, and we're all different kinds of people, there's nothing wrong or right in, in either way you process, you know, comes along though, and they want to have a conversation with someone who's more free-spirited and receives. Yeah. It's hard uh, to have that conversation. I need to have my facts out for this mm-hmm. this conversation. Do I have them in order? So... This is the conversation that may come up. How can you prove that Jesus was the Son of God? That's a big one, right? Because if he if he did die, mm-hmm. and people may believe that. People believe in Jesus. They believe that he did die. Other religions believe he was a very good man and a prophet. But this is this is the key thing, it, and they tie together. If he was the Son of God, then he rose from the dead. And if he wasn't, then he was just a crazy person or a good guy, but it didn't work out. And so you have to look at the history even before Jesus got to this earth. Yeah, you really you really do. We've already shared in pieces some of the history, even in the book of Micah, who was a prophet who lived 700 years mm-hmm. before Jesus was born. He prophesied where Jesus would be born. 700 years before. This, in fact, was even referenced in the New Testament, when King Herod is approached by the three wise men asking, where is the new king? Well, Herod has his own wise guys look it up in the books and they discover, okay, in the book of Micah, the prophet shares. Yeah. Isn't that fascinating? They're reading the same thing that we're reading. Yeah, they were reading it. And that that's where out of Bethlehem will rise a star, this, this king rather. And so it starts there. And then uh, the virgin birth, we know that he was going to be born of a girl who had not been with a man in that way. And Isaiah prophesied that. And if you know the books of the Bible, fantastic. If you don't, there's no shame in that. Uh, you can always find, usually in the front of your Bible, there's like a concordance so you can find where the book of Isaiah is. But I like to think of Psalms cracking open the middle of the book. It's exactly how I was told in Sunday right? school. You open right to the middle, you got Psalms right there. And that's about halfway, Yes, even though that's still in the Old Testament. And you got Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, Isaiah. 
So it's okay. right there, and it's a meaty book. It's very full of amazing things. And but anyway, Isaiah was one who prophesied about Jesus being born of a virgin. And do you know how long that would have been? Was that longer than seven hundred years? I think it was less than. Okay. Because in Isaiah, they actually some theologians think that it might have been written by two different guys. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's fascinating, but uh, yeah. See the exile. Jeremiah and Isaiah were around the same time. That's a whole nother story, but they're around the same time and 500 years. Anyway, it may have been a little bit after. Let's not go down that road because okay. I, I don't know that I would give you accurate information. I have to go back over. Okay. But okay, so we know that in Genesis, like like right off the bat, that's the first book that you look at in the book, in the Bible. Yeah. In Genesis, there is already a prophetic word about how there will be this incredible savior, this Messiah, this someone who will save people from Abraham's line. And in Abraham's line, there's going to be, you know, kings. Of course, we know that King David was in that line, and it's pro- prophesied in the book of Genesis, excuse me, Jeremiah, that David, from his line, will come the Messiah. And there's more from Genesis. In fact, there's three different references in Genesis and that's about thousands it. of years before oh, Jesus got to this earth. Moses wrote Genesis. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a long time ago. Long, 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 long time ago. But we knew that God had a backup plan from the beginning, and it was being prophesied even then. So um, Malachi, that's the last book of the Old Testament. It talks about how he will be in the temple. We see that even um, eight days in Obey, we talked about Simeon and uh, Anna meeting them at the temple when Jesus is presented as a baby. Uh, in Jeremiah, once again, there's, there's another the prophet called the weeping prophet. We've even talked about that in past podcasts. Um, it talks about the suffering that will take place. And Herod's a part of that suffering because Herod is the one who, after he finds out there's another king, and the wise men know because the angel tells him, don't go back and tell the mm-hmm. king where the baby is, mm-hmm. Herod orders the, the murdering of every Jewish boy from two years of age and under. And so Jeremiah talks about, and Rachel will be the impossible to, to be comforted because she is crying. Well, who's Rachel? She was married to, do you remember Jacob? Oh, yes. Do you remember that guy? Yes, that's right. Okay. Jacob was the grandson of Abraham. Yeah. Son of Isaac. And uh, so it's... He's using her name as a... She's... Well, and Rachel was his fave. So this can get very confusing. And so if you're like, I don't know, I'm already lost. Google is great. Well, the the point to all of these is because I was having this conversation with my neighbor the other day. And this is this is where I think we talked about in the second or third episode of this series that I, I was about to to say, here's the deal about the prophecies. And, and we you had me. You made me wait till day 10. I we know, got to day 10. Um, and he was he's an analytical guy uh-huh. and is is seems open to the idea of God and and Jesus specifically just it doesn't make a lot of sense with facts. And that's when I brought up the prophecies. Yes. And we'll get to more of the the, the crazy stats and numbers about yes. the chances of one person fulfilling all these prophecies. But if you bring up any one of these that we've discussed, all you do is, is just say they predicted this 700 to yeah. 6,000 years, whatever it was, before Jesus got here. And then when Jesus got here, it happened the way they predicted. Because God had a plan before our timeline. Exactly. 
Period. And so clearly, if one person is fulfilling one of those, that's yeah. that's a pretty odd you know, thing. But fulfilling even those few that we've talked about. The few that we've talked about, and I think I might have skipped one, the, the last one that I uh, specifically, one of references Hosea, I called my son out of Egypt. We've even talked about that after Herod killed the babies. Mm-hmm. You know, where did he send Jesus, Mary, and Joseph? Went to so Egypt. That they would be protected. He, they were in Egypt. They were called out of Egypt. Um and then there's all throughout Scripture, all throughout Scripture. I mean, just in fact, I put the 10th prophecy. I just kind of collectively said Jesus was prophesied that when the Messiah would come, he would live a blameless life. He would die. He would rise again and he would ascend into heaven. Clearly, Jesus did those things. Yeah. And they were witnessed by men who may or may not have been literate. So they would not necessarily have had an education in the synagogue. They would not have been, you know, they learned the trade of their fathers. Many of them were fishermen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there was a tax collector, so he he might have been literate. Yes, there were a few who could write. Certainly, Matthew wrote a book. Peter, either he wrote the books himself or he had, I know Paul was one to ask others to write it for him. Mm-hmm. Perhaps mm-hmm. that was because he suffered from so many injuries and he wasn't able to write anymore. But um, some of these guys, I I know, would not have been able to read or right. And so if that's the case, this is the biggest plot ever created, biggest hoax ever, because they have all collaborated their stories somehow, even though they were in separate different places when they wrote at separate different times. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, or it's real. And if they and the reason why I bring up the fact that they didn't read or write, they wouldn't have been able to go over Hosea or Jeremiah or Malachi or Micah necessarily because they weren't learning as um, some of the more uh, better to do mm-hmm. children in the village. Yeah. So they could have gone and learned under the rabbi. A lot of these guys know they learned the trade straight off the bat. So they wouldn't have ne- necessarily known the prophets. They wouldn't have known that to align it to how they needed it to be. So they just wrote it as is, had it written as is, as mm-hmm. what Jesus did. And they matched up. From what I understand, I think, yeah, I think what I've said is accurate. All of that to say, even if it is accurate, let's say they had access okay. to all that the prophets said, how they were able to pick and choose what prophecies that they were going to go about and use, and they just happened to align with everybody else's, again, that's that's next to impossible. In fact, I, I go out on a limb, that's impossible. That's have, impossible. Have you ever considered uh, you maybe you've written a short story or you've been in charge of a uh, you if a class have to come up with a, a fictional thing yeah. and you kind of start writing and you just go with it. And then you realize, oh, that conflicts with what I said earlier. Or like you watch a sitcom sure. and like, well, here's a random example. Uh, early in Seinfeld, Kramer was uh, he loved baths. He loved taking baths. But. But in episode in season eight, he is just, no, uh, he's a totally shower. He is never bath. No, Jerry, I hate bath. You sit in a tepid pool, your own filth? No, because the writers forgot what they had written years earlier. Right. So could you imagine trying to, as a hoax, make sure that all that history lines up to this one guy that we're promoting? You couldn't do it. Well, I can't even remember what I thought 10 minutes ago sometimes. That's a good point. Well, and, and it was about uh, it was about Little Smokies. That's what you were talking about oh, 10 man. minutes ago. Oh, that's yeah. right, with the barbecue sauce. Yeah, 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 yeah. Things. But so here is where it breaks down mathematically. And if you're a numbers person, this is really going to click. If you're not, hang on, because we've got another analogy to help you with it. Mm-hmm. 
So are you, are you ready? Because I think your so. Favorite. I think so. Do you? You want me to do this one? Do you want to do that one? Okay, I got. This is what you just sent me. This is just crazy. Okay. All right. So the, again, the whole point of this is Jesus being the Son of God, and him and his birth and his life. Mm-hmm. One person fulfilling eight of those Old Testament prophecies. And how many did I just share? Ten. Did you share eight? You shared ten. Okay. I ten. One person fulfilling eight. Do you need the number of zeros there? Is is that is that the seventeen? That's seventeen. It's one in one seventeen zeros f- with with one person fulfilling that. So the number one followed by seventeen zeros, which is a number that I don't even know how to because you got thousands, uh, you got hundreds, thousands, millions, billions, trillions, whatever's after trillions. It's is, is, is a zillion a word? Is that a quadrillion? Is it a is a hundred quadrillion? I think is what that might be. And that's that's just with eight prophecies. Eight. Now, we know that Jesus actually fulfilled more than eight prophecies. We know that he fulfilled even 48 prophecies. So what would that number look like? With 48, mm-hmm. it would be, and I'm, this is just the easiest way to say it, one chance in 10 to the 157th power. That's 157 zeros. That's 157 that's, zeros. And that's only with about 50 prophecies. So. But how many did it do? 324. Yeah, that cray. That's crazy. There, here is something I had to look up. It's so amazing. It's from a website called the JewishVoice.org. Mm-hmm. JewishVoice.org. This gentleman is a Jewish person of Jewish, excuse me, Jewish descent, is a Christian, and the forty-eight number with the prophecy, one hundred and fifty-seven zeros that yeah, follow. That's right. That's right. That's right. If he fulfilled 48 prophecies, one in that many chances, right? Okay, so here is, for my brain, this helps me kind of compute that impossible number. To understand that would be like the chance of finding, on the very first try, one specific electron out of all of the electrons in all the known mass of the entire universe. That's not um, even the 324 prophecies. That's the 48 prophecies. That's uh, impossible. Yeah, yeah I take my impossible. chances on the lottery before that. That's impossible. My goodness. And and that's the thing. That, impossible. Yeah. yeah, that's the word for it. Because is there a chance? Yeah, not really. Uh, mm-hmm. Not not if unless it's just true. It's just true. I mean, the, the, drop the microphone. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and and you're gonna get a lot of people, but yeah, but but but, you know, I think of my children sometimes when you ask them to do something, and you know, we have to have those corrective conversations about obedience. I need you to just trust me. I need you to obey me on the first time. But certainly, they're gonna have their sentences or questions that start with the word "but." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I need you to just trust me, and I need you to obey. And then when they do, they come into a realization. So many of our friends and family members who do not want to believe in the first place, just like my kids don't necessarily want to obey in mm-hmm. the first place, are going to start their sentences with but. And it's because they've already made up their mind what they want to feel, think, believe. And it's going to have to be them moving into that space of a supernatural encounter with Jesus Christ that takes them to a place of belief. Do you know what I mean? We talked a little bit about that today on the show, and it's it's in continuing to live our lives in front of them and to pray for them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that ultimately that's their decision. 
and you may not be able to, you can't save them. I want to, I want to hopefully relieve you of that. If you think that there's this family member you got to work on all the time. And if I don't, who will God will. Yeah. So I, I hope it encourages you today when you hear about that number of prophecies, or maybe you've heard something like that before. It's always good to be refreshed Mm -hmm. to, have that it gives you the chills when you start thinking about it that one man did all of this for you for you i've heard max lucato say that if you were the only person on the planet that needed saving you do it all over again just for you we're we're constantly glaze over the fact because we can't comprehend it of before earth before creation before light there was there was God, right? I mean, that's what it says yeah. in the beginning. And we know that even by some of the language used of, you know, all three were there. There's Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? Jesus was there in the creation time too. And I just, you, you can't fathom it. You know, God was never born. Can't fathom that. Don't understand. But before they decided, let's create this earth. I mean, do you think that they looked at each other and both knowing what's going to happen, not only with the creation, but then the fall of man, you know, with Adam and Eve in the garden and, and maybe God asking, are you prepared? And Jesus saying, of course. I mean, I don't know. We, and we don't. It, I, you try to fathom those kinds of things and you will get caught with the same principle. Have you ever looked in a mirror then there's a mirror behind you. Uh-huh. There's so a there's, thousand of you. There's a mirror within a mirror within a mirror. Uh-huh. That would be like trying to count how many reflections you see. And the answer is infinite. Yeah. It's infinite. So when you try to fathom God, he is infinite. There is no explanation about his timeline because my brain cannot fathom how his existence is. I am that I am. Mm-hmm. He always was. So if he always was, then the plan always was and how he would even create an understanding for us to, to be, it wasn't like before he created the world. I think it, he just, he just knew that it would be, I don't know, man. Yeah. It blows your mind trying to think about it and your finger on it. And it's, it's my wife and I had this conversation. Yes, it is possible to know. And he gave us free will. So it's Mm -hmm. possible to know and still Go about it and let us do our thing, knowing all and well this was going to happen. And he had the backup plan, if you will. I mean, part of the plan that Jesus was going to fulfill all of these prophecies, be the guy, the God, and we were going to be saved. Mm. Yeah, and it's amazing. I, we've we've actually likened it to this on the air before. And stick with the analogy. It's uh, pretend you're going to go out and you're going to get a puppy. <sighs> Okay. Precious little puppy. Yeah. It's Christmas time. Maybe you're going to surprise that that loved one in your life with that puppy. And you go and you choose the puppy, right? Well, the puppy's going to be a puppy, kisses and all that good stuff. But usually when you put the puppy down, mm. what's the puppy do? Runs away? Make a mess? Well, then there's make a mess. Chew yes. on stuff? All of the above. But when the puppy chooses to come over to you without being prompted, Mm. chooses to come over and give you kisses like of all the people in the room it could be with finally decides I'm snuggling with you you're my best buddy yeah because a puppy chooses you like that you know that I'm right because some people would like to still believe that Chrissy is their favorite but we all know don't we honey I'm talking to my husband right now that Chrissy has chosen me 
I am her favorite. Chrissy's actually chosen me. She chooses me every time I go over there. We're not bringing that up. Okay. Right All right. Sorry. But so it's, it's kind of the same way. Jesus chose us. He chose us. And we have the incredible opportunity to, to choose him right back. And the amazing feeling we get when that little puppy dog comes over and licks our toe and chooses us. I mean, time's up by a bajillion. Yeah. Like God gives us small little reflections of who he is in creation all around us. This is who I am. This is how I love. I've chosen you, and I want you to choose me back. And there you go. Two different styles there, because just like you were talking about earlier of, you know, let's talk about the the realness of what of those feelings and how God relates to us every day, what got my story, what God's done in my life, and then also be prepared with some of the facts that we've talked about right. today, too. And we can openly talk about our faith and be confident in it. And and also the relief of knowing it's okay if we don't have all the answers. Because we won't. That's totally okay. And if, when we pretend that we do, I mean, I sound stupid when I do that. Because <laughs> I don't. I, but I know the one who does. Yeah, yeah. And I can always lean on that. And and if you get confronted with a question, you can be honest and say, you know what? I really don't know. That's a great question. Will you give me some time? I would love to see if I can chat with my pastor, maybe Google it, look it up in my Bible and see if I could come with an answer that might be a blessing to you. This has been such a blessing. And we got two more days left of the 12 days of Christmas. And so give us a little, <sighs> little taste test here. What do we got 11 and what do we got 12? Just the title of them. So 11 uh -huh. is my favorite. You had your favorite today. Oh, all right. 11 is my favorite. 11 shepherds, maybe. 11 shepherds, maybe. Okay. Maybe. And what about 12? What do we got, do we got on day 12? The 12, well, let's just say it has to do with all of us. Oh, well, that's if it includes me, I'm paying attention. <laughs> All right. Thank you for spending time with us. The Anything But Quiet Time podcast. 